1: If you've wanted yet feared To do work that is weird This is the show you just need to hear We asked you guys to tell us Your favorite Weird Work episode of 2017 And man, did you guys deliver We heard you mention Jen Glantz The professional bridesmaid Stephen Kutcher The Hollywood bug wrangler And Cassandra Brown The professional cuddler But one episode stood a full broadsword above the rest That's right Today I bring to you the Weird Work listener favorite episode of 2017. I'm the Head Knight at Medieval Times. Enjoy this one again, or if you're new to the show, get ready. I'm your host, Sam Balter, and this is Weird Work. Now let's listen to them speak About their jobs, which are quite unique Weird Work Immediately, I'm transported back in time. There's a king, horses, a falcon is flying overhead, and I think I just ate half a chicken with my bare hands. The sparks from two swords colliding rip across the battlefield. And at the center of it all are two knights. When I was growing up, I had this dream. I wanted to be a medieval knight. The whole space-time continuum thing was still a bit unformed for me. Turns out you can't actually travel back in time for your profession. But there was just something about knights. Their heavy metallic armor riding on horseback, wielding swords, it all just spoke to something primal inside of me. How could I become a knight? Would I make it through a battle with my head still firmly attached to my body? Could I ever grow my hair that long? All these questions had been bouncing around in my head since I was little. So... When my producer said, Uh, hey, Sam, good news. I booked us an interview with the head knight over at Medieval Times. I only had one demand. That we pack up the gear and talk to this guy in person. So we loaded up our trusty steed and drove to where knights come from. Lindhurst, New Jersey. Oh, there it is. Right off the highway. Oh, my God. It's a castle. Spires, flags, and it's big, in an almost difficult to describe type of way. Inside the castle, I come face to face with head knight Andrew Thomas. He looks like he's been ripped from the cover of basically every romance novel you've ever seen. He's got long flowing hair, a tight cropped beard and a jawline that could cut ice. And he's a local guy. Andrew's accent comes and goes, but he's Jersey born through and through.
0: I grew up in New Jersey, um in a town called Passaic, okay. which is actually from the castle. It's only like a ten minute drive, not even a couple miles away. But so I'm local born so you and grew raised. up around
1: here. Oh yeah. And Did you remember when
0: Medieval Times was built here or had it always been here when you were growing up? As far as I know, I didn't actually know Medieval Times existed until I was like 10, 11 years old. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So it's always been here. It's always been a staple in this area for me. I didn't. And did people like, go, did you go to it as a child? No, actually, that's the funny thing. I never saw the show, never came for a school trip, never. My parents were never like, oh, let's go to Medieval Times. So I didn't see the show until I started working here.
1: How did you first hear about the job working at Medieval Times?
0: All right. So this is a good story,
1: right? OK, so remember that bit I mentioned earlier about Andrew's luscious long hair? Turns out it plays a pretty big role in becoming a knight
0: for Andrew, at least. So I was in school, full time college. It was around 2006. What were you going to school for? Broadcasting. So basically, film, television, radio, things like that. Oh, nice. uh, At Montclair State University, which is not too far away from here. So I was working, you know, just regular retail part time jobs, making my way through school, things like that. Yeah. And then I was there was a point where I was in between jobs and I grew my hair out. And my friend's like, hey, for any reason or just like that just, was, it was you were my in college? college phase where I was like, I'm just going to grow my hair out. Yeah. you were going to grow
1: long. You worked in retail. Yeah. Yep. Yep, got so it. So I'm
0: just like, all right, I got this long hair. And then my friend said, I know somebody that works. He, he had a friend that worked at the bar here. Okay. I was like, you got the long. Hair, you got the look. Why don't you go and apply there? So I walked in and I applied just as a part time. Yeah, and I got I was in the photo department for a little while when I got hired. Yeah, and then all the all the guys that worked the nights, the head night at the time, they're like, "Why aren't you? You should be back here with us." And, Is you it know, all because like, of the long hair? Uh, basically, yeah. Because <laughs> that's you, kind of one of those did you things. You know, the
1: build though, like you're well, yeah, you're a I, well, like I could have log hair, and I don't think anyone would be be like, "You should be a night."
0: <laughs> I've been, I mean, I've been the same. I've been working here for. Over 11 years. Okay. So I've been the same since I started. So I had the build. I had the hair. The yeah. beard was different. It wasn't as full grown it is as it is now. Okay. But everybody's like, oh, you should be a knight. And I'm like, well, I got school because the knight, knights are full time. So yeah. it's kind of one of those things. I was like, I had to choose between, you know, going to school and doing this. So I stayed working here and I was part time. And then I started doing one of the speaking roles in the show as chancellor, the Lord Chancellor in the show. He's basically... We call him MC because he's the MC of the show. He he runs you through the show for the most part. He's with the king and princess. Okay. Um. So I did that for a little bit because that was still part time, and I got to learn to ride a horse, and I was doing like an acting gig, which was kind of cool. And then that's when I got sucked in to be a knight. So So you you
1: you've been you were like kind of resisting the knight thing. I
0: was because mainly because of time. I was like, well, I don't. I need to study and I need to do projects and like yeah. But then there was a point where I'm like uh it was it was alluring. I was watching the show more. I was yeah. part of the show, so I got to see the knights fighting and doing all their stuff and i was like i could t- I could totally do that
1: is there that was like, in my head is there like a hierarchy like here where it's like the knights like are people are like, damn that's the best job here, like the most respected job here, or is it like king and queen are best, or is there not uh I don't is, know, that, is there anything like that where it's like aspirational to get up to I knight mean, level
0: it is i think it is there's a lot of people that see it as that and it's, yeah it's it's a really hard job too so it's not like you could just go in and do it you have to train and work hard at it so it is one of those jobs i think that's a little more respected but i don't want to say that it's like people are bowing down to us all it's just yeah, a job yeah, yeah. too you know yeah. like it's,
1: it's not like uh like high school you know movies football team exactly yeah. it's not like that it's, it, i <laughs> wouldn't
0: put it like that but it has a sense of it because okay. it is that kind of mentality like we as knights, are like we're a team so it's only we have locker room mentality yep the whole nine so it it is kind of like that but it's on the outside it really isn't it's just but in some people can think of it that way and you might get a sense of like oh they are kind of like the the football team the varsity team or something but in reality it's just people work some people (laughs) want to do it and they really look up to us and some people are just like no i'm good you know doing what i'm doing so
1: so when you started switching from, like, taking photos in the front and then you became part of the show. Yeah. What was that first night like where you rode out on a horse to MC the show?
0: I was really ner- I know I was really nervous because I had zero acting experience. Yeah. Like... But I knew – like, I've directed for – so I knew acting in that sense. But never done it. But never done it. Ne- haven't – in other than being in front of camera for school projects, like, I've never really been that type. Yeah. I'm more of, like – I like creating. I like building and doing stuff and whatever. So – I learned to ride and that was nerve wracking in its own. And then training to to do the show, it was just like, okay, here we go. I go out (laughs) and I emulated one of the guys, a couple of the guys that were MCs while I was learning. Yeah. And it helped me to like figure out my character and like my voice. Um, And then from there, the first show, I know I was really nervous, but uh, as time goes on, we do so many shows here that it was easy for me to find a rhythm and just kind of build it up.
1: How's your MC voice different from your regular voice? Like if you were to announce, if you were to like to announce the show right now, oh, how would man. you say you're, it? You're going to make
0: me do this now. All right. All right. All right. So I'll explain it first. So I yeah. think, right. Cause everybody has their own, like we all have accents, right? Yeah. We might not hear it ourselves, but I'm like, if I did the show the way I speak now, I think it would sound ridiculous. Yeah. There's certain words that I say that just don't, it doesn't sound right. Would not right. fit for yeah. medieval times. Yeah. So basically what it is, is proper English right like if i were to speak not with an english accent not with any sort of regional thing just think yeah. about saying a word and saying it as perfectly as possible okay and then it'll become it'll sound kind of medieval and whatever and i think that's kind yeah. of what i how i look at it just to like elevate the language yeah. so a bit. for instance my lords my ladies welcome to medieval times feast and tournament like say yeah. instead of if i said here's the one word if i said tournament it tournament. sounds ridiculous, right? Tournament. Ah, come come to our tournament. But I say tournament, and it just changes. It doesn't – I don't change anything but just saying words differently, and I'll make my voice lower and, like – Elongate certain yeah, parts yeah, yeah. of it.
1: And then you finish school and then decide that you're going to be at night, or how does that transition start? Well, that's start? a tricky one. All okay, right, so
0: finishing school, quote-unquote <laughs> – I finished what I wanted to learn, Yep. but then I'm like, I need to make money. I need to do my thing. So I started nighting and working full-time and trying to manage full-time school. And then I decided I'm going to move out of my house and I'm going to do all this. Then I needed a lot of money and then school started to fade away. So I got the education I wanted. Yeah. And then now I'm working a full-time job and I'm making money. I'm good. So you were having a bunch of fun doing the MC and everything. Yeah. MC was a lot of fun. And then I got to... As, when I started knighting, I got to also still do MC when they needed me. Okay. So I got to do both sides. I had kind of a, a quick training, too. Like, a lot of the knights have to squire for a certain amount of time, and I kind of got to surpass a lot of the squiring. Just like medieval
1: knights of old, becoming a knight at medieval times generally follows the same path. You break into the ranks as a squire, an apprentice, basically, for a knight. In turn, that knight agrees to train you— And while the title of knight still holds its fair share of esteem these days, sadly, being a squire also remains historically accurate.
0: It's the dirty, the dirtier of the jobs. Okay. But they're still part of the show. So they, like, think about a squire in any, if you've ever thought, okay, a knight and a squire, a squire basically dresses his horse and does all that, like, in realistic medieval times. Yeah. So in our show, they kind of do the same. Their role is the support role. So they help get the horses ready for the show while the knights, you know, we train and we practice. They get the arena ready. Um, they set up all the weapons out in the arena. And during the show, they're basically the support as well. They set up the games. So any um, of the elements of the games that they need to set up, that's their job.
1: Is it like a is it like a squire to one night system? Yes, one squire, one night.
0: One squire, one yep. night.
1: And how long do people generally squire for?
0: Uh, well, it depends. If they... Not every squire is going to become a knight. We have a system that they have to train and um pass certain tests, but say about if they're training to be a knight, it could be like 3 to 6 months depending on their level of training. Like if they go through it really quickly, sometimes a year. It depends on you know, the horse riding is the hardest thing to learn. So if guys are having trouble with the horse, it that could take a little longer because we want them to be at least decent riders, at least capable riders before they go into the show. So they got to be able to ride a horse. Mm -hmm. What are some of the other things they need to be able to do? Well, really they can come in with no formal training in anything. It's good to have a little acting ability. It's good to be, the best thing is to be athletic, agile. Those elements are better for us. We need people that can, that we don't have to train to be athletic. You know what I mean? It's better to have that, but we don't really need anybody with formal acting training. We just need people that are willing to ride horses, jump off of them at full speed And sword fight so guys that think they can do it that's like all right let's let's see what you got you know so
1: do you when you're like interviewing or talking with squires Mm. is there do you know like who's gonna make it and who's not you know Uh, what i mean do
0: you have like a good sense like this dude's just not gonna be able to jump off a horse at full speed so i've been head knight for two years and that like in that two years there i never know what's gonna come through the door and i never know what a person's gonna be this job is so unique when it comes to what people are able to do. Like we have actors come in and they're great. And, and then we have non-actors that are just as good. And it's like, I don't know how to, how to gauge that anymore because people come in and they either surprise you or you kind of get, okay, I kind of expected that of that person or whatever. But unless a person has formal training, horse riding and acting and stage combat, it almost means like a work resume. Like, Oh, you worked at, this like, I, I was and, a bartender for yeah. a while.
1: It' not going to be relevant. It doesn't. I'm just like,
0: (laughs) have you ever... My main questions are, have you ever played sports or have you ever been part of theater? Like, have you ever done a, a show, acted in a show, even just backstage, like a stagehand or anything like that, like a grip or whatever, like that's what i'm asking because i want to know if, what your experience in front of a crowd is or what your experience with a team is oh you know the I
1: mean? crowd aspect must be like a big deal yeah
0: because some people might never have done anything and now they get in front of a crowd because as a squire you're out in the arena during the show yeah and it's the same thing like you you freeze up and you can't do the job Ooh. or you're the other side of it is have you ever been around horses do you think you'd be comfortable around horses because they're So
1: horses is a really specific subset of questions.
0: I think that's the first make or break, right? When it comes to somebody coming in and never experiencing medieval times or working here or anything like that, the horses are what's going to set it apart. Some people will walk in and fall in love with the horses and that's it. And then there's people that don't know and then they get back there and they... They're just afraid they can't do it. And they just freak out being near them. And that's ninety percent of the job of our job is being near horses. So you can't I'm
1: I'm gonna be honest, I'm not super comfortable. (laughs) Like I don't mind them, but like the idea of getting up on the horse, very scary. The idea of somebody else coming at me while I'm on a horse and they're on a horse horrifying
0: yeah <laughs> well for us you get over that you know like even if you are we you got to get over it because there's horses running everywhere
1: so okay what happens when you come when you graduate to right like okay is there a ceremony <laughs> no, no no cere- ceremony. there's no knighting ceremony during
0: there's, the process there's paperwork <laughs> right like it's a i mean it's we have a process as far as like how to become a knight yeah but there's no ceremony it's like <laughs> hey are you ready like you, you've learned everything. You've fell off your horse. You've figured out the fight that you're doing. You're riding really well now. Are you ready? And then the final test is go in the show and do it. You so know? what about you? What was your first time like? Oh, man. Um, actually, it was really cool because I felt ready. Like I was, I've already done the show. So going out in front of the crowd is easy. So you had that. Yeah. And then the fight and the, the, the whole thing was the horse riding was okay. It was the fall off of the horse that I had to
1: do. What are you doing the few minutes before you go out for the first time? Are you like Mm. prepping yourself up?
0: Yeah, depending on the the sequence of the show, there are some fights where as soon as we go out for the fight portion of the show, for the jousting and the fighting, you're the first one to go. Or there's other people that go backstage and wait for their fight. Yeah. If I have time, I'm stretching, like getting loosened up and all that, and then just kind of prepping my horse, like, making sure the saddle's tight and the, the curb chain is where I want it and all that stuff. But basically just, you know, waiting for this fight to start.
1: When we come back, Andrew shows us some medieval weapons. We hit the training grounds with the other knights before the show in the sand pit. And I finally donned the knight's armor to battle it out with Andrew. All that and more coming up next. We always love hearing from you guys, and I wanted to share some quick listener emails. Here's one from Jessica. I love your podcast and listening to all the cool people who found happiness through their work in unusual fields. I'm looking forward to more podcast episodes. You know what, Jessica? I look forward to making more podcast episodes. Here's another one from Sarah. I recently discovered your show and I'm loving every minute of it. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Sarah. So here's the thing. Jessica and Sarah also pitched us a couple guests they thought would be great for the show. I don't want to give anything away, but they might just end up on an episode real soon. We always love hearing who you think we should talk to. You can find us at hello at weirdworkpodcast.com. Let's talk soon. All right, back to the show. It's a few hours until showtime. We're backstage. As Head Knight, it's Andrew's job to map out today's run of show. You know, which knight wins, which one gets impaled in the jousting tournament, that sort of thing. And it changes with every performance we make our way out to the battlefield. And as we pass through the tunnel, a banner overhead reads, Beyond this tunnel, one becomes more than a man. How will you be remembered? And I gotta say, I'm fucking amped. I feel like I'm in Gladiator. I'm ready to battle some mass man while tigers just pop out of nowhere. As we pass beneath the banner, through the tunnel, The entirety of the stadium opens up in front of us, and it's pretty overwhelming. Imagine a hockey rink, only instead of ice, replace it with tons and tons of sand, and all around us are the rows of colorful seating sections, each one color-coded to the corresponding night. The stadium sits 1,400 people, and standing there at the center of it all, I feel small, It doesn't help that all around me are out-of-uniform knights and squires hurling weapons at one another as they choreograph the show's
0: performance. Um, So right now we're just doing basic show fight practice where the knights that are going to be in the show walk through their fights together so that, you know, they remember. I mean, we fight all the time, but it's just good to do it day by day and do your fight so that you're warmed up, your memory's there, everything's happening. And also we're going to do some, like, newer guys fighting and things like that. As head knight, it's Andrew's job to
1: train these guys. But when it comes to his own training, Andrew takes a bit of a different approach. Are you training at the gym regularly to stay in shape and
0: things like that? I plead the fifth. (laughs) All right, so as a knight, I should be going to the gym frequently, but I do not. I am uh, at a point where... I've yet to need to go to the gym. Yeah. I've always been athletic my whole life. I've always been, um, you know, I used to play all the sports when I was younger. I skated in my teen years, uh, snowboard still to this day, every, oh, nice. every winter, play golf, things like that. So you're like super active anyways. I am. And I've never had a gym, like I've never had a gym regimen. So I don't go to the gym regularly, but I should because I am getting That's- older and it's like, eh, maybe I should start going. But I, I'm very stubborn when it comes to that because I've never, it's like I've never done it. So it's hard for me to build a routine off of that. That's the thing. It's awesome. Like I have guys that go to the gym and they like try their best to make themselves as good as they can. And I would never say I don't do that just because I don't like I try to get them to go when they need it, but I can't. I can't be a hypocrite and say, you got to go to the gym every day. I don't, because then they're (laughs) like, I don't see you there. Yeah, yeah.
1: But you're like, I'm head night. But that's the thing, though. Like,
0: for me, for a a long time, I was like, if I go to the gym and then come back to work, I'm going to be sore. I'm going to be tired. Yeah. I want to be fresh for the show. So that was all, it was always an excuse for me to, to like, not go. (laughs) Yeah, to not go. But I mean, you caught me. But as it, uh, but I will say this as being a yeah. knight, it's it's just like any other sport, any other athlete. It's you have to kind of have something. Like if you're not in shape or if you're not f- physically active enough, it's like go to the gym because you need that. You need the stamina. You need the muscle. Like you go to the gym and you work out. You come here. You're gonna be like that didn't do anything because we use weird muscle groups and like yeah, it's a strange job. It's like like running laps to get to build your stamina, and then you go out there and do a fight, and you like. Ugh. I did all that running for nothing. Like I yeah, still, it won't it's, matter. It's a totally different animal. So
1: Back in the sandpit, Andrew walks me through some of the different weapons he uses. This,
0: this rack. So we have the mace, which is basically a giant baseball bat with a metal end that um, crushes armor. And then you have the, the bolas, the chain and ball and chain on a stick. Most people would be like, oh, it's a flail or I don't know another name for it. But we call it, we use Spanish names because it's, the company is a Spanish-derived company. So we use all, everything pretty much has like a Spanish name to it. So we have a pole axe, but we call it an alavarda. So it's about seven feet long. Okay. Yeah. broadswords, but we call them mandoles. So they're the two-handed swords. Uh, You can feel the weight on that. And these
1: weapons, uh, they may not be sharp enough to sever a limb from your body. But everything else about them is the real deal.
0: And all, you know, the, wood, the, uh, the wooden weapons are the only things, not titanium, but the, the actual blades of those weapons are titanium. But we yeah. have the wooden, the wooden stocks on some of the weapons.
1: And these medieval grade weapons also come with some medieval level accidents. Andrew takes off one of his gloves and shows me his worst battle scar. It looks like there was an earthquake on your finger yeah, like and it the, just split.
0: Line. Yeah, it's a fault line along your finger right so now. So basically it's just the Wait. nail cracked and there's um, scar tissue like underneath the nail and it just always constantly pushes the nails and separates it. But that's just, I mean, that's just It's just, yeah. It's it's not just, my wor- it, I would say it's like my worst injury because it was the like most painful. And it was in the worst place. I can't use my hand because my finger was messed up. So, <laughs>
1: Even though the entire show is choreographed, Injuries in Andrew's line of work are
0: still pretty common. I've had I've been hit by broken swords and I've had to get stitches and like there was a point where I got hit between the eyes with a broken sword and oh. there was like like blood in my eye and I had to like stop fighting, but I was at a point in the show where my scene was all pretty much over, so I was able yeah. to like just but, casually slip yeah, off. off stage. But I mean there's been times where I like got injured and then mainly just like sword random broken sword nothing you can do about it like the sword broke hit me in the head and i was bleeding and then i just like took that and i was just like oh crap i'm bleeding now I just go for it and then finish the fight and afterwards i'm like all right now i gotta go ch- get to checked out and like <laughs> you know but i've had my fair share of stitches from like and it's always from a broken weapon or something it's never yeah. it's never the horse never never a major injury with the horse for me at least um yeah. I mean, I've, mistakes have been made. I've, I've gotten thrown off the horse a couple times just because the horse does something that I'm not prepared. And I was still kind of young when it happened, so yeah. I wasn't as good on the horse. Now it's like, if a horse is going to throw me off, it's going to take a lot. He's going to have to, like, throw me off, you know? So, there... But the worst injury Andrew's ever witnessed? A uh, guy get k- kicked in the face by a horse. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay. there you go. That's my worst. Talking with
1: Andrew about becoming a knight, It's hard not to find ourselves veering into conversations around knights from our favorite movies and books. Knights are an odd trend. There's the regular lulls and resurgence like any other fad, but knights never really seem to go out of style completely. From Monty Python to The Sword in the Stone, even Don Quixote. But these days, there's really only one type of knight on anyone's mind, including Andrews. Do you have a favorite
0: knight? Uh, there's a few, but I would say, like, I mean, most of the Game of Thrones characters, Jon Snow, Jamie Lannister, they're all pretty cool. Okay. Um, I mean, the mountain's <laughs> awesome, but... Yeah,
1: I think the mountain is probably would be my favorite Scary. Night.
0: Yeah. But the Hound actually, I think, is better, because he's... I think the mountain is just brute force. <laughs> yes. The, the Hound has a little more, like, skill with the, the sword and stuff.
1: I feel like we're seeing, like, Game of Thrones, like, this... Knighthood is always like a constant cultural
0: icon. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Um visually it's very cool. And the idea of knights is like knights are always, you know, a certain way, like they're they're strong and, and courageous and things like that. I think it's just an easy way to portray a certain type of character. I don't know. It's like, they're kind of cool in the armor and like the horseback yeah. stuff and the swords. Everybody loves swords. Like I don't know. Have
1: it's you just... gotten more into like the history of knights and like the
0: Middle Ages at all? Doing this job or it's somewhat. Like I've I've taken a little more interest, but yeah, I was never. I'm a history. Like I like history, but it's. I kind of. I mean, I'm kind of big into like, I guess 19th century up until like early. 20th century, you know, just yeah. like like the western stuff is really cool and yeah. but I mean it varies. Like I like I love learning about uh World War 2, things like that. So sometimes I'll I'll think about it and I'll go okay, let me let me like research something and I'll or I'll look something up just to kind of get an idea of what it what I should do or what what knights did or what we thought they did. And I like seeing like the armors like going to like the met in the city in New yeah. York City and
1: Is that different for you now that you've been doing this for so long? Like, do you see it in, like, a new, like, wow, that would be incredibly uncomfortable, or, yep. like, that weapon's inefficient? Yep. Yeah?
0: Yep. And I'll look at, uh, the, especially the armor, and I'm like, ah, man, how do they move in that? Like, I wouldn't be able to do anything. But we do a show, so it's a little different, but... Yeah. I mean, watching, um, what is it, there was a TV show about jousting. They were trying to do, like, for real, like, knocking each other off the horse, and they were wearing full armor, and I'm like, thank God we don't do that, because... We wouldn't be able to fight, you know? Yeah, we, I mean, we need you, that freedom of movement. So, you can't
1: do 3 days. You can't do 2 shows of that. No. You would just I'm assuming you would be in a hospital. Yeah,
0: or we'd have to have like, all right, you guys wear the armor and these guys will not wear the armor and then we switch them or something, but you would yeah. I mean, in reality, I don't think fighting in the armor was ever easy. Like, I can't imagine knights in actual medieval history being able to fight well in full suits of armor. So, I don't know. What do you think of like Just this constant interest
1: in, I guess, blood sport in some way between like UFC, people loving nights, people loving like gory shows and things. Do you think the nights are
0: associated with that in some ways? Probably. I mean, our show is, it's a tournament, you know, so guys are, it's, they're pitted against each other for the kingdom, for the, you know, I think in UFC or, or whatever fighting ring thing that you want to, even like wrestling, you know what I mean? Like. It's just, it's our knight tournament kind of thing. You know what I mean? We don't have the knights on horseback, but we have UFC fighters. Like,
1: yeah, so you think, like, we've, we've transitioned yeah. from, from knighthood where we're, like, murdering people in front, of, <laughs> in front of, like, everybody to, like, just basically getting within an inch of someone's yeah, life I, at that, a UFC I mean, ring. I would
0: say it's probably just, I mean, it's always been there, right? Like, the Coliseum, Romans, and it's always been, like, we want to see people fight. So yeah. it just makes sense that it just it's evolved over the years. You know, boxing was like the first thing or whatever. And, and
1: now it's moved up to just full throttle. Yeah, everyone just, going to take the gloves off. And when people are in the audience and they're seeing two knights fight each mm-hmm. other are like, are people
0: getting into it? Are they like oh, screaming?
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, that's know, like- our job
0: <laughs> is to is to make them want to cheer their night on. They don't want their knight to lose. So you better cheer for him. Might not do much, but have fun and like enjoy yourself. Don't. You know what I mean? It's that's what it's there for. Like some days, it's like not as loud as others for some reason. Like some crowds just don't—they're not as loud. And then one day you're just like, "Oh, this is all right." Some days are just like out of control, oh, yeah. though. So the meter just breaks through. You know what I mean? And
1: everybody's—and it just like feeds
0: off of each other. Yeah, when we have a good, when we have one good section. Even if the other sections are a little quieter, it'll start to build up because they, they realize, oh, they're cheering real loud. Let's cheer real loud. It's so much fun to like, especially when you have the opportunity to get them to cheer. It's you know what I mean? You can see what what you're working with and how the crowd's yeah. going to react. And I feel like if you're a night and you're not getting your crowd into it, then if they're not cheering for you, that's kind of your fault. You know, like you should be trying to build that up, even if they're a quiet section and it's just one of those days where. You're like, oh, everybody doesn't want, Everybody's quiet today. Try to get them to cheer and see what happens. You know, maybe you'll have a better show, or you know, whatever. That must be hard though when you're having like a bad day, and oh, then you yeah. like, that's brutal, right? Yeah, I, I mean, there's been days where I'm like, don't talk to me, don't do anything. I just want to get through my day. You know what I mean? But when you go out, most of the time, I'll have a bad day, and then as soon as I go out and do the show, the day is so much better. You know, because it's the show, like, once you're out there, you realize, okay, this is different. I got to do this. And then it just kind of picks me up a little bit. Pumps you up to do it. And then the day might, like, I might be done with the day and not be as miserable or not be as upset as I was when I first came into work. Yeah. You know, so sometimes it it helps. The show is kind of therapeutic in that way, I guess. We're backstage again
1: in the small area of sand at the start of the tunnel. It's where the knights riding horseback in the show dismount and get ready to head back out to perform. And there's Andrew, pulling suits of armor from the rack along the wall for me to throw on. He hands me a sword and takes one up himself. It's now or never, I guess. On, I'm a lot more excited than I thought I was going to be. I'm like, it's definitely like childhood joy that's garsing through my body right now. Uh, one, I thought he was going to be taller than me, but we're the same height, but I'm just as scared as I thought I was going to be as if he was a taller person. I know he's not going to kill me, but I still think I'm going to get hurt for no reason.
0: <laughs> so you want to learn something? Yeah, let's All learn right. some shit. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so... What you're going to learn is how to strike a head strike. So I'm starting back. So start back and then just end it like up here. The contact comes in when we meet each other. That's the teamwork aspect. Okay. As
1: we're we training together, I look around and see we're surrounded by all the other knights and squires. It might not be the sold-out show Andrew's used to, but I start to feel the tiniest little glimmer of what it must feel like for him when he steps out there in front of that audience. Okay. So be one strike, one strike. I parry left, drop sword to my side, rear up over Andrew, and bury my blade square into his chest. Okay, not really. I, I more accurately escaped with my life. Got it. I'm a Before I know it, Andrew is gone giving a rallying speech to his fellow knights or something like that. I don't know. I'm heading up to my seat because it's showtime. For tonight's performance, Andrew plays the villain. Almost like an evil Jon Snow from Game of Thrones and you'll never believe what happens. Andrew's character devises this plan to steal the princess away from the king. And, and, no, no. You know what? You're just going to have to see it for yourself. And if you stop by, you can meet Andrew and all the other knights after the show. When you talk with them, you might just find that what one person calls weird, another calls normal. So I guess like after doing this like ha- what has this changed your perspective on, like after doing the show for so many years, like do you look at work differently, do you look at life differently,
0: like yeah. anything there, oh, yeah, yeah, the idea of a job, this is a totally like different gig, you know what I mean like it is it is not it's outside the norm in every way, as far as time the the commitment to the schedule, yeah, um. And just like the job itself, like you come in and it's not, you're not sitting at a desk, you're riding horses, fighting with swords. It's weird, man. And it gives you, it gives you the perspective of is how do people work normal jobs anymore? Like I don't, there's a, there's always that sense of like, you're like, ah, oh man, I'm kind of envious that you have a set schedule, but it's, if you live, if you choose to do something, you'll get used to it. Like I'm used to it now. So yeah, it's still, it takes its toll sometimes, but it's, it's normal for me.
1: This episode was written, produced, edited, mixed, and directed by Matt Brown. With additional recording help from Kieran Peterson and editing from Corey Wainwright. We'd like to thank Jackie Hernandez and everyone at Medieval Times in Lyndhurst, New Jersey. Music in today's episode was provided by Medieval Times. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Weird Work to see exclusive behind-the-scenes content from today's episode.